Packers lose. And that's a real shame. Welcome back to the Barely Educated Podcast. I am Chris Teichler, joined by Mark Jansen. The Bears season is over in one sense, but in another sense, the Bears season is just beginning. We're going to talk about that and uh, the upcoming postseason. Mark, how are you today, this fine Wednesday morning? I'm good, Chris. The, the, the frustration of having to watch the Bears on a weekly basis is over. Done. Done. The frustration of having to watch idiots on Twitter is just beginning. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? They're very naive and stupid people. Uh, and uh, <gasps> yeah, we got lots to do this offseason. This is a busy offseason for the mm-hmm. Bears. We've got a press conference to talk about that was not an unmitigated disaster. No, so that's nice. it wasn't. That was a shock. We will get there. but Okay. And then we got some football playoff action. Yes. Playoff football action. And I have a Cardinals thought that I want to run by you. Fine, that I, I did suppose. not warn you about. <laughs> no, you okay, didn't. Well, all right. <laughs> That's okay. We we even have a bot commenting on our we do. page. I have Cousin a, Nate bot. There is a Cousin Nate bot. Yes. Uh... <laughs> As Buddy Brian joked. <laughs> yes, that was funny. Buddy Brian, thanks for the humor. Yeah, I'm just going to make you get them all in here. <laughs> that was... Uh... Yeah, a bunch of, oh, nice uh, oh, website, man. blah, blah, blah. And then all these links to tag. I'm like, oh, is Cousin Nate <laughs> spamming? Anyway. So. <laughs> Zero doubt that's not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> the bots know we exist. We're, we've arrived. 41 listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bot makes another one. Yay. Thank you, listener bot. Oh, gosh. All right. But I want to start because we keep putting it off because we've had other things to talk about this seems like a good episode to catch up on bears historian chris oh with our jersey numbers jersey number okay all right okay now i believe we did 95 because that one yes. was like richard Dent. crazy yes. obvious mm-hmm. i don't think we did 96 or 7 we did so we not got three do. to do and oh, then of boy. course 98 is this episode okay all right 96 Ooh, was that Alex? Was that Alex Brown? Oh, this one's pretty easy. Yeah, I had no idea I had this many sacks. You know how many sacks he had? No. 43 and a half. Oh. And uh how long Which did he play? Fourth in team history. Hmm. Nice. 2002 to 2009. Okay. Did he play 16 somewhere? 16 forced fumbles. Nice. Nice. Did he play somewhere after the Bears? I think so. Is he one of those guys who went to the Saints with all the other old bears? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't I, I don't remember where else he played. Yeah. I don't think he was ever a big name or like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch Alex Brown today. You know, but steady, good yep. production. I think he might have been underappreciated in that era just in general. Certainly now. Good against the run. Decent pass rusher. Yeah. A good all-around defense. They platooned him with Mark Anderson that one year, right? Oh, this guy's better was, than a platoon defensive end. That was a bad... Well, that, I think that was because in 06, Mark Anderson had like 10 and a half so good sacks the previous year. But he just wasn't yeah, in and then every they made down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they made Brown ride the bench for a while. They're like, okay, Anderson can't play the run. Never mind. No, he can't. <laughs> go back to Brown. So he's <laughs> an underappreciated career all around, yeah. but definitely an easy pick for that number. Mm-hmm. Number well, 97. Oh, my gosh. The only person I think it was Chris Zorich. You are right again, sir. Wow. Okay. 91 Wait. to 97. Is he honorable mention or like the 97? No, you got it right. This oh, is I'm sorry. That's two in a row. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well. I'm sorry. We just talked about the honorable mention, though. And yeah. number 96 did not have an honorable mention on the Windy City Gridiron. Oh, okay. Right up. So thanks to those guys. Mm-hmm. Mark Anderson's the honorable mention. Anyway, Zorich first. 15 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and recovered six. So good at diving on the ball. Yeah, I guess so. He should have been linebacker. Moves towards the linebacker. So Anderson as an honorable mention seems interesting. Yeah, that's there's not enough there. That is surprising. Well, it's because his 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 21 and a half sacks are in the top 20 for the franchise history. Wow. But it's a one-trick pony, right? 12 sacks one year, nine and a half. The other three was a bear for four years. Oh. But, I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot of competition at that number. <laughs> it was, yeah, and it was 12 at in 06, right? I think his rookie year. Is that still a record for a rookie? Could be. It was definitely his rookie, and it's definitely 12. And it to me, I think that might be a record. It's one of the more memorable quarterback he has one of the more memorable qb sacks that i can recall in like the post 80s bears era it was the monday night against st louis no, not st louis wrong cardinals against arizona the <laughs> you know the, the big comeback game he he sacked matt oh, Leiter, yeah. yeah knocked the ball out mike brown picked it up great recall sir. that's right yep. also memorable yeah season. that was second best bear season of my life so Mark Anderson was not who we thought he was, though. No. That's as okay. it turned out. That's okay. All right. Your number 98 is a very... Well, 99 is real obvious. 98 has yeah. not got a whole lot of competition, but it's not. A, there's not much going on in nine, on 98. 98? Oh, man. I, uh, I would never have remembered this guy. I don't... Lie. I don't have... I don't got one. I give. I Brian... Brian Robinson. Oh, Brian Robinson. Okay. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. <laughs> Buddy Brian Robinson. <laughs> did you accidentally fall out of that? <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, yes, Brian Robinson. Oh, gosh, that's great. <laughs> okay. What I remember most about him is blocking the field goal in Green Bay the week after Walter died. This was a tough era to make the list you know yeah yeah i I don't remember that at all but i don't (gasps) doubt you you don't remember that but this is you do remember blocked out that era of bears football i think okay well walter payton passed away you remember that right of course okay and the very next game was against the packers in green bay and the bears hadn't beaten the packers in like five i just didn't remember that it was robinson who blocked it oh okay yeah it was robinson yeah yeah he said walter lifted him up to help block it Nah, that's, that's the way to play to the audience. And then I went five years of bear, 16 and a half sacks. That's 20th in team history. They say, quote, solid player on a very mediocre bears team on the very mediocre bears teams of the nineties. Mm. I'm like, fair. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
There's our jaunt through Bears history. Okay. We got one more number. Hey, we'll speaking of Brian. Yes. Speaking of Brian, Buddy Brian. Buddy Brian. Already had okay. his false set of shout out. You can oh. give him another. Oops. He gave me an interesting nugget today that I think is, is kind of funny. And podcast score historian, Cousin Nate. Cousin Nate. Yes. He will appreciate this especially. So Buddy Brian has a friend who just got a gig on the score. What? He's going to be the producer of the Grobber, rest in peace, shift from 12 to 5 a.m. Wow. So can he get us? Six degrees separation or something. Get us us on the score. got to get this guy on. (laughs) Get us on the score at 1 Mm a.m. Hey, you'll be up. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. No yeah. pressure, Brian. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Maybe he'll that work is... his way up and end up on the, you know, Bernstein and Holmes or something. Because I won't be listening if he's on the morning show. No, <laughs> no, no. That's that's not good for anyone. Especially the next four but months. Anyway, so that's a fun nugget. And by the way, speaking of the morning show, did you hear David Haw the other day? This is another thing I cousin no, Nate sent me. I try not to. <laughs> so so if I listen to the score, I have to go out of my way. I have to load it up on a website or app. Yeah, poor cousin Nate. He just goes to work in the morning, and it's on in the car because he's in <laughs> Illinois, right? Yeah. So I will listen to Bernstein and Holmes when I'm free or mm-hmm. in the office, and I'll listen to Parkins and Spiegel a lot. But I'm not going to go out of my way for the morning, guys, with the way Haw is, and he knows this. So cousin Nate will sometimes send me little updates about what they've said, or Great. if they're going to have a guest that he knows I like or whatever. Anyway, he sent me this. Haw is a meme at this point. He just spent two minutes explaining why team wins is not a QB stat and why Fields' win-loss record isn't indicate indicative of his growth as a player, but more so the talent around him on the line and at wide receiver. This, as you know, we agree with. So what's the problem here? It's the opposite of everything Haas said all year. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's uh, just a windsock. Which way is everyone blowing today? Ah, oh, yes, yeah. Fields is good, and we're going to keep him, and now we're going to talk about the bad stuff around him instead. I'm just like, dude, you can't flip-flop that much. <laughs> I just yeah. thought that was funny. What sort of meaningless double talk is this? I read his post-game article from this last game. And, and that he... sounded nothing like that quote No, either. no, and he was all mad. I read it, too, just because I'm a okay. glutton for pain. He... He did. If if our listeners haven't read it, he was complaining that uh, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. First of all, don't. But the basically, <laughs> you you are a bad fan for being happy that this season turned out it was as as it did, which is pretty much the thrust of his article. But again, you got to know what That's this true. season he was about. He loves to chide us fans, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This and then, is something that we sh- we're going to say a lot. The Bears' plan isn't the plan I would have used with a second year QB. But if you're going to tank, do it right. And by golly, they just pulled off what might be the best NFL tank I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Bears. The Bears. Bears. I mean, three wins, a bunch of close losses, an exciting young QB making most of the games watchable. Not all, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And your former head coach on his way out gives his owner a middle finger because I think he knew he was gone. Oh, my and gosh. Davis Mills with a totally improbable touchdown. If that was a game of consequence in a playoff scenario, people would be talking about that as one of like the great Hail Marys of all time. Mm-hmm. But no one cares because it's bad teams. Right. But that was unbelievable. Yeah. And if you can't understand that that's something to celebrate, then just don't 
talk about it. And whatever you do, don't chide the fans for being glad they have the number one pick. Mm -hmm. This is the second best outcome any team will have in the NFL this year. After the, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl winner can be number one. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I'll entertain winning the conference, but losing the Super Bowl might be better than getting the number one pick. But I'm telling you, having the number one pick is a top couple outcome for a franchise in an NFL season, yeah. especially when you think you have the young QB in place. So if you can't understand that, I just have no respect for your ability to understand the big picture with this sport. Woo. There it is, folks. Wow. But it's just hilarious that he's like, yeah, you know, it really isn't just his fault. It's not a QB stat. I'm like, can you please stop? <laughs> like, you know, go yeah, back get, and listen to yourself from whiplash. November. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, we have, more importantly than anything David Haw says, we have things to talk about that Ryan Poles said. Yes, let's get into that. With a, a first fully non-embarrassing bears press conference in a long time <laughs> well post season one right like when they hired him that one was basically fine too i guess i don't even remember what the other ones were as you know during the pace era i strongly advocated for no one paying any attention to these mm -hmm. right because every time i listened it just made me mad and my goodness the end of the year ones were especially dreadful did we get the quarterback position right no no have we done enough games? No. no. Everything else is there. I'm like, I mean, that's going to be a Bears fan meme forever. Happy retirement, Ted Phillips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making them a pile of money and starting the process of moving. Your operation, as far as the football field is concerned, was basically a disaster for 20 plus years. At yeah. any rate, they did not trot out George or Ted. And that oh. was the first clue that this press conference might be different. Yeah, just Poles and uh, Eberflus were there. That was uh, new and refreshing. Are they learning? My goodness, are they learning? They, they, might, they might be learning. I thought Poles. for sure they were going to trot George and Ted out there at the beginning just to do a Ted retirement thing <laughs> and then move on. Maybe mm. it'll be a separate thing. Maybe they'd know better finally than to have them talking. Right. And it was... So that was, that was just nice to start it. And it was a 30-minute con press conference. It was tight. Like, yeah, what? they didn't go on forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was in class for the first part. I caught the second half of it live and then went back and caught the rest of it. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, you know, obviously the lead is the Justin Fields comments, which I have pulled up here, some quotes. Okay, yeah, I'll read those and we'll parse them. This Let's... is from Courtney Cronin's article on ESPN. Courtney Cronin is one of the absolute best on the beat. We have not praised her enough. Mm. She does a marvelous job with reporting what is said. She's easily the best follow if you want direct quotes. Oh, okay. Um, so make sure you check out her stuff. She's new to the beat too. I think this is her first year covering it. Cool. Uh, so Pulse said, we're going to do that when they were asking if, um, she says, Pulse appears to temper debate on whether the Bears would take a quarterback with the number one pick. Uh, and then gives you the quote. From polls, we're going to do the same as we've always done. We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this. I would have to be absolutely blown away to make that type of decision. What he means is blown away by an evaluation of a QB to pick one. Yes. They'd have to blow him away. Uh, despite ending on a worst franchise, worst 10-game streak, she continues, et cetera, signs of improvement from fields, and then polls again. I thought Justin did a good job. I thought we changed a lot. 
We adapted. We tried to put him in a position to be successful. He showed the ability to be a playmaker, be impactful. He can change games quickly. Does he have room to grow? He does. He has to get better as a passer, and I'm excited to see him take those steps as we move forward. Anything you object to in any of that? Uh, no. It sounds like uh, a guy who is committed to this young quarterback unless he is blindsided by something he's not expecting to see from one of these quarterbacks coming out of the draft. That's how I hear that. And, and very... I think that's just a phrase for the rest of the league as much as anything. Like, yeah. you know, I'm doing my due diligence. That's that's almost like GM version of coach speak, right? GM speak. Oh, we're going to evaluate everyone. Yeah, of course you are. And we're always going to practice hard. You know, it's mm-hmm. like that doesn't yeah. I would expect that, yeah. right? I, and people are making a big deal of the. You'd have to be blown away. Oh, the door's open. He might draft one. I'm oh like, my gosh! Oh, that's the like the most the like tiniest possible door being open that he could provide mm-hmm. without potentially hurting. And it maybe I don't know. If this would even be the case, but the value of that trade scenario, right? Like he's leaving the door open just enough to make sure teams know they better come up and get the pick. Mm-hmm. That's and we've already got one thing. desperate to do it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Ballard's we, already like, oh, yeah, I'd move heaven and earth. Good. I'll do Let's whatever talk. it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're perfect. Sit down. <laughs> have a seat, Mr. Yep. Ballard. So, yeah. He does have room to grow, Fields. Does need to get sure. better as a passer. And I'm tired of people who clown on fans acting like we're all blind to this. Like, I don't know a single Bears fan who loves Fields like we do who doesn't think he needs to work in the passing game still. No one's saying he's a finished product. I go so far as to say, this is it. This is the year. If the passing doesn't improve, I'm using my hall of picks that I hope I get. And I'm going up for Caleb Williams because mm-hmm. I can't give you five years to figure out the NFL. Right. Passing game. <laughs> yeah. But I think he had nothing to work with this year and he grew in other ways and he still made a ton of really good throws. And I think he's going to take those steps, but I'm just saying this is the make and break year coming up. Not the one we just saw. Mm-hmm. Give him a chance. And he knows that. Poles knows that. And Fields knows that, too. He's been very objective and very honest about what his shortcomings are, what he needs to work on. So I was that I'd have to be blown away guy. He's not in this draft. No, there are there are at least one of them, maybe two of them in the next draft. Bryce Young. That's why I'm saying it that way. Bryce Young is 5'10", 5'11", maybe. And I, I fully re- expect him to somehow grow a couple inches before the combine and come in at six one with <laughs> Yeah, and 180 yeah, no, he's, pounds. He's shorter than most. He's so light. That's the real issue. He's yeah. gonna get destroyed if he doesn't have great protection of uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't bad fit for the bears because of the bad fit for the bears the anyway. And CJ Stroud is basically a lesser Justin Fields, right? Uh, if you just look compare at the their college, college numbers, tape. Justin yeah, exactly. Fields' numbers are way better than both of them in a bunch of different ways, mm-hmm. including even with a sh- the the COVID shortened season. Mm-hmm. You had to keep in mind that when you look at like total yards or whatever. Um, and for his whole life, basically considered a better prospect than either of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not down on Fields. I'm just saying the the year to do the whole oh this guy blew us away. We're moving on from Fields is next year if Fields passes the way he did this year where it's two hit or miss yeah which again i don't think will happen but this isn't the year to do this yeah he's just saying that because he kind of has to do you have any doubt that fields won't improve with some better protection in front of him? no i think he definitely does 
Yeah, I and I don't know why I have more doubts about their ability not. to identify the talent than I do Justin. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we haven't really seen. I think the biggest question the Bears have with this treasure trove of resources is, is the GM actually a good talent evaluator? I don't know how you could possibly know that right now. Right. I'm not saying he's not. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. This is a make or break year for him as much as anybody. Yeah. We shall see. We so shall find out. I agree with what he said about Fields. Okay. But he wasn't done. He had other really pretty interesting things to say. Yes. Uh, um, he was talking about the chemistry with the receivers, and he noticed the ones that Fields had more time with, he, he seemed to do better with. Go figure. Quote, I noticed <laughs> through the season that the guys he had the most time with in the offseason that transferred into the season. I think that's why Cole had a hell of a year. So building that chemistry is big, and then just letting the game slow down to him. Everything is new. The offense was new. You're seeing everything for the first time. Time on task, I think, is going to help. So, yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. The guys you have the more time with, you're going to click better with. That seems pretty straightforward. And, and then the, when yeah, Mooney go when Mooney goes down, the numbers across the board for the offense fell. That makes total sense. He had the best. And he barely got to play with Claypool between their two injuries. Yep, exactly. Um, and he addressed Claypool, which I'm already a little tired of being like, oh, they traded him for a first. Just stop. Just use the I know. That's, just I forget know. the round anymore. They traded him for the 32nd. That's about 10 spots higher than we thought it would be at the time of the deal. Mm-hmm. But they picked a premium position with the logic still being good. But Pulls addressed that and said, quote, the, the difference between trades in baseball and basketball, it's like plug and play. There's an entire offseason and half a season of installs and all the things you need to do collectively to play and execute offensive play. On top of that, it was a little bit choppy with Justin getting dinged up. He, Claypool, got dinged up, so it was a little bit of a choppy start. I told Chase, and we had a really good conversation. I'm not blinking that one at all. I think he's going to help us moving forward, and I'm excited about it. It talked about, you know, Claypool improving. It doesn't sound like he's up. He's even remotely considering extending him, which is good. Don't double down on it just in case it doesn't click. Um, and I loved one of the other things he said was, in terms of like improving the roster, and I don't have the quotes for this one at this point, but he talked about premium positions. Mm. And it was clear he meant QB, tackle, pass rush, corner, wide receiver. Wide receiver. And yep. I was just like, yes. And I'd said that after the Claypool Roquan trades. This looks to me like a GM who understands premium positions. And we talked about the Chiefs and we talked about the Eagles. And that, then he says that phrase, and I just wanted to stand and applaud when I heard it. <laughs> That's the most important thing he can say right now is that he values premium positions. So you don't now see I the, need to see that he evaluates talent well. You don't see a linebacker or running back being taken in the first round, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be crazy. <laughs> Unless you count Will Anderson as a linebacker and switch to a 3 4. Um, you know, and then, and so that was, that was the first time I remember him using that phrase, but it echoed what he did Mm. in the Roquan Claypool thing. (laughs) And you may bring up Quinn, but that was an old guy that they weren't keeping long term and they just get something for him, which he didn't do anything with the Eagles anyway. Besides it's an even year. He'll be good next year. (laughs) That's just the weirdest thing about that guy's career. So pretty good stuff from the GM. Nice endorsement of Cole Komet from polls as well. Yeah, that was a nice little feather in our cap because we were saying Cole Komet's the guy most likely to get extended out of that group of players. Sure sounded like it. Yep. And I would probably 
I'd try to extend Jalen, but he's a tough guy to get the value right. Yeah, I fully expect that though too. I mean, and he's... I would have Mooney before he got hurt, but now you can't. That's broken ankle is too big of an injury to. He's gonna have to come back fully healthy. You can maybe do it mid-season mm-hmm. with him, like once you see that he's okay, he's got his his speed still and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I've been disappointed how some hearing some people and seeing some people talk about Jalen Johnson like. He doesn't have any interceptions, or he only has one interception, or something like that. But teams don't throw against him. Of course, he's not going to have interceptions. Oh, that's played a... awful against Detroit, and I'm pretty sure he was just hurt. It's just another, I guess, example of box score watching that. Uh, yeah, you don't but really. His value is tough to figure out. Oh, I I grant that. I grant that. But the idea that he's not good and not worth considering because he doesn't have many interceptions. Oh, right. That's just not understanding what's happening on the field. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, why would you pick on him when you can pick on the rest of the corners? (laughs) Add the last little bit. So, um, and then there was the David Montgomery comment. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got there? I've always wanted to keep David. I love his mentality, how he plays the game. I told him that to his face. He's part of the identity that we had this year, and that kept us competitive, meaning close games. The second part of that is just the contract situation. That's something that we'll see how that goes and if we can find common ground. And this was really interesting. Obviously, I've learned that you can want a player, and the value's got to come together for that to happen. I love the way he attacked this season. It's a guy that does everything right. You watched his tenacity, his fight. I'm a big David Montgomery fan. David Montgomery's back if he takes the deal polls once in Yep. Yeah. There I, will be an offer and they probably will not budge on it. And if he takes it, he's back. Yeah, I that that's what I heard in there too. I heard that I, I love you, but I'm not gonna overpay you. That's what I heard in those comments. I want you yep, back, but I'm not much. gonna yeah, I'm not gonna break the bank. Let's or... see, who could he ever be referring to when he mm. says that you can win a player and the value's gotta come together? Hmm. Maybe the most, the highest paid linebacker in NFL history, perhaps? Five years, 100 million. Roquan got the big shiny number that he was chasing, but effectively it's a uh, guaranteed money is what, three years, 45? That's not near the guarantee Shaquille Leonard got. Yeah. So I, he's actually, the whole represent yourself thing didn't work. I would question totally if he did. totally gets the guaranteed money thing by the way that contract actually looks. Probably a pretty good deal for Baltimore, mm-hmm. depending on how Roquan ages. Yeah. Also, can we just make sure it's perfectly clear? He stunk in the Bears system. He did. And you can argue it's stupid to bring in a system that your best defensive player doesn't fit. I'm totally open for that discussion, actually. But when you see him playing better for the Ravens, understand that that's the system he's good in. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I'm glad. I'm glad good for, for him. him. He, he got, got his bag. Yes, and- exactly. And I'm glad the Bears didn't. He's do a it. good player. He was a good <laughs> Bear. Uh, he's kind of a headache, and I'm really don't miss him too much personally yeah because we have jack sandborn and it's just another guy gone that puts more leadership on justin fields right overall team wise mm-hmm. and he's taking it too he is taking that mantle that's uh another thing you gotta <laughs> factor into uh why would you take or even entertain taking another quarterback unless you're absolutely blown away like Cole's said mm-hmm. Oh, another thing on Fields that he yeah. said that I missed earlier that I thought was really great. Quote, it was like midseason when he really started to go off with his legs, create explosive plays. And then you think of plays like the shot to Mooney, 
the shot to Pettis in the corner of the end zone. I think it was Washington. Yep. Those deep ball throws that we know he can make. Now it's just closing the gap and being consistent with it. And I love that he pointed out some of the throws. Mm-hmm. I don't think like we're doing enough of this on our end on Twitter. It's a lot of it. All the chat is about how good he was with his legs. But that seven game stretch, right? He had the 98 QB rating. His EPA per dropback in still ended up top 10 in the league. Like advanced stats that are better than just, oh, how many total yards? Still think he played at a really high level for a good long stretch. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that he ended the season on a sour note in that game versus Detroit. But there was there was still progress. And if we keep making that progress and we get more talent, I think he's fine. Other news that relates to the Bears before we go league-wide. Yes, Another feather in the cap. Who's on the trading block already? For the beloved Arizona Cardinals. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals. Already didn't... talking about trading Hopkins, and you? I can... think he might get cut. You? Oh I think that's boy, actually possible too. Wow, that, you're already yeah, talking about trading him, and you're drumming that interest up early. Yeah, I think they need. They, I think they realize that you know what, we might need another quarterback, <laughs> and they got. They got some uh, resources well, they need to make that happen. But they're supposedly like asking Murray about the the hires. They're a confused uh, mess. They they are. Um, Kyler Murray is about Bryce Young size too, right? He's shorter, and, but he's definitely heavier. Murray is. Yeah, you can absorb mm-hmm. the hits a little better. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's another reason I'm like. Mm, about Bryce Young and like if he were you know a few, yeah a few inches taller about 30 more pounds on him then I think oh yeah you got to consider taking him even with fields but man not someone who's like smaller than Murray because Murray gets seems like he gets dinged up pretty easily it's just the that slight frame is trouble yeah. about a good old line and we don't have one yeah. but anyway Hopkins and I Fields has shown you plenty yeah Hopkins would you trade like a three or a four for him Four or a five. Four or five. Okay. Cutoff, I think, is a four for me. Okay. I do a. Th- I was thinking. Can't three. be giving up Valus Jones for Hopkins. Let's do okay. it. Assuming Let's we use four. the third round pick better. <laughs> Although he did have a nice last game, and I do think there's still talent there to tap into. He did. All right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see, Mark Murray, did you see the tweet or whatever where the top five highest paid QBs in the league didn't make the playoffs, any of them? I did not see that. Wow. It's like Rogers, Murray. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head now. Uh-huh. I could probably figure it out if I thought long enough. But anyway, they, none of them made the playoffs. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Wow. Because like Mahomes and those guys are now the next tier of paid, even though they're all 40 or more. Oh, Deshaun Watson, mm. Russell Wilson. That's four. There's <laughs> one more. <laughs> I don't remember the other one. <clears throat> the Ravens give Roquan the money, but they got to sign Lamar. <laughs> that's going to be uh, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 40 that's... plus. So 60 plus in two positions. That's going to hurt. Yeah. I guess you got your, that's an interesting situation to monitor. Other things league wide. How about the fighting Dan Campbell's buddy? Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Lions. Thank you, Dan Campbell. That was a fun game. Oh man! I'm telling you, they might be the pick for the North next year. 
I don't see why they wouldn't be because, I mean. We're going to kick you in the teeth. For the most part, Rodgers was just not as good this year. Yeah, He, he got better. Yeah, he him, might be done. Who knows he, what where that goes. And he did not have a good game against the Lions. In no, he's must, the biggest reason they lost. In a must-win game, yeah. Missed a wide-open guy deep, threw a terrible pick. Late. Yeah, one of my uh, I mean, college buddies. He played buddy... as bad as anybody that mattered in that game. One of my college buddy roommates texted me after the the interception that was uh, called back for a penalty. Of course, said that's the worst pass I've ever seen Rodgers throw. Like, whoa, that's saying. Yeah, well, Kirby Joseph, somebody joked. I think it was Brett Coleman on Twitter that the rest of the NFC North needs to figure out whatever the cloaking device the Lions are using for <laughs> Kirby Joseph and put that on their safeties to play yes. Rodgers. <laughs> and then he was the one who got this interception that stood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so despite the ref's best efforts <laughs> that's right then you got quay walker shoving the trainer oh my gosh of all weeks. you gotta be kidding yeah bad, and, and the yeah. forearm shiver before it not called and the, the shoulder bump after with um wyatt did it to a trainer too it's like they, they called one of three penalties on the packers that play yeah and that was that's <laughs> not even like, counting the guy who walked crazy. up to the ball and like just picked up the ball and then the, yeah or, or blocked it as it was getting snapped like what was that i think he was trying to not let the kicker have a free practice try or something i don't know it's weird they the packers looked really bush league that yes, game yes they did yes they did hate to see it other league things shout out to former student tim yes, and the pittsburgh steelers mm-hmm. nine and eight again unbelievable all that guy does here's my cardinals thought i get grief for being a st louis cardinals fan oh it's like you're rooting for the packers no they're the steelers always good couple championships most years you're like yeah they're pretty good they're not going to win the championship small market the packers are not successful enough in the aaron Rodgers era for this comp to work Mm. and i thought i'm going to share this with chris he might like this because i'm dissing the packers Oh, of course, I'll always like that. And you got, I respect, yeah. I absolutely respect the Cardinals franchise for their mm-hmm. decades and decades and decades and decades of sustained competitiveness. It's, they're, they're the, Which best is the Pittsburgh franchise. thing. Right, exactly. They really are the best That's franchise like, in the National teams. League. They are. They are. I have to admit that. This, this like millennium or whatever. Yeah. Yes. All those the will probably get there if they get another <laughs> ring or two. But the yeah. Dodgers spend so much. That's like, I don't know, almost less impressive, but I wish the Cardinals spent that. So anyway, that was my Cardinals thought for you. That's a um, good one. I respect that, yes. Yeah. So playoff predictions? Let's talk playoffs. Who do we got uh, this weekend? Medical updates. Ooh. Importance first. Okay. All right. Lamar Jackson is still experiencing, quote, extreme swelling in his knee. going to say he's not playing. Sounds like it. The line for Buffalo at Cincinnati is seven on the CBS Sports app right now. I don't know if it's going to go up or if that already assumed he wasn't playing. Probably already assumed he wasn't. Tua has been ruled out. Did not clear concussion protocol. So finally oh, somebody man. is being smart about that guy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm relieved. That's going to be a dreadful game. The line's nine, oh. <laughs> which is already definitely assuming he's out. And then DeMar Hamlin is going home. Oh, Thank God, man. That's just amazing. Nine days later, and he's going yep. home. Oh, wow. He will continue his rehab at home and with the Bills, all the tweets yeah. say. 
That's fantastic. So that's awesome. Super exciting. Kind of going to be a big story this weekend, I think. And I hope they celebrate that appropriately, especially the Bills game. Because it was pretty awesome when the guy scored the kick return right off the bat. Like, was. Like, Are you serious? Storybook. Absolute story. Yeah, it was. Yep. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm going to do the games in the order that they take place. Sounds good. I uh, just shared two spreads with you. Here's a third huge one: Seattle at San Francisco. Niners favored by nine and a half. <laughs> Can you remember a wild card weekend? I'm sorry, a super wild card weekend super. with three touchdown plus spreads. No, <laughs> beat down weekend is what the the gamblers are telling us. Yeah, just from adding one more team into the mix. That's that's kind of funny. Yeah, you do wonder and the injuries. I mean, the two QB mm-hmm. injuries are obviously a true, part of it. True. But this one is not because someone someone's injured. Did you see Pete Carroll's comments about this game? No, I did not. They're talking about being in what it means to be in the playoffs when they were supposed to be transitioning and stuff like that. He's like, Yeah, it's it's great. It's just a shame we're playing San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Going in with realism. Coach, you yes. can't say that. That's the, the, the part you don't say out loud. <laughs> right. Niners are on a 10-game winning streak, I believe. Whew. It's crazy. They by far have the best defense in the league. Oh, yes, absolutely. And they Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. number one in a bunch of the, you know, most likely to win the Super Bowl scenarios and power rankings at the end of the year put the Niners a one. This is the screaming definition of a team nobody wants to play in the playoffs that we talked about a while back with the whole good defense, mm-hmm. top 10, five, whatever defense success rate when they're really like head and shoulders above the all-time defenses. I'm not saying it's quite that level just yet, but they could very easily win the Super Bowl on the strength of the defense and the weaponry on offense is great. Mm-hmm. George Kittle's on a tear. How on earth are you picking the Seahawks, Chris? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I got the Niners, I and I think know. they'll cover. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that too. How amazing if they get to the Super Bowl with a seventh round rookie quarterback, that Mister uh, Super Relevant, as it turns apparently, out. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's we we both got the Niners. Ten yeah, points is I'm a ton. Good. Nine and a half is a ton, but I I do think they could easily blow them out. Yeah, and Seattle has has regressed as the season went on. They started Big pretty time. hot, and like they barely beat the the Baker Mayfield Rams. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this game is fun. This might be my favorite game on the on the board. Chargers at Jaguars. That's gonna be fun. Jaguars you... getting a point and a half, so the Vegas basically calling it a coin toss. Yeah, uh, two young quarterbacks that are gonna be around for a while in the mix. Um, Actually, I, think... I should say that differently. Sorry. Yo, sorry go ahead. I was going to San Diego. Excuse me, not San Diego. The Chargers. That's so Los hard, Angeles, Yeah. So difficult. Uh, have the better team top to bottom. So I think they're going to come out on top, the Chargers. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're definitely are more veteran stars on the Chargers. Yeah. Jags are good, young, fun, sort of up-and-coming mm-hmm. team. Yep. Vegas giving Jags a point and a half at home means in LA it would be Chargers four and a half. That tells you really kind of where they're at. Right. I think the Chargers will ultimately win this, but man, I think it's going to be a good one. Agreed. Probably the think probably the best one of the the best game on the board. Yep. Unless the Giants do funny things and the Vikings game gets crazy, because you know the Vikings are crazy. 
Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely on the on the on the board too. Mm. All right, then you got Sunday at noon. So that was Saturday night. Sunday at noon, Buffalo hosts Miami. Bills favored by nine. I see beat down all over this game too. Yeah, especially they, they aren't even able to start Bridgewater. It's whoever that third string guy is again. He's been pretty bad because yeah. well, there's a reason he's third string. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's Buffalo pretty easily. The Buffalo other game I think is fun. pretty fun. Yeah. You know, make your plans to do the, you know, hang out with the wife and kids and sacrifice a playoff game, honey. Look at how much I love you all <laughs> for that right. game. And then make sure you catch the 330 game because weird things will happen for sure when the Giants head to Minnesota. Minnesota favored by three, which means Vegas says it's on a neutral field even. Yeah. Even though they're 13 and four. It got to be one of the least respected 13 and four teams ever. Well, with good cause, they, two for, of their losses yeah. were just got their doors blown off so this actually might be the most many lucky weird wins this is the other fun game i think yeah i think that uh, this is the least sure about who's gonna win this one i think of the weekend like i think i think chargers jaguars is gonna be fun but chargers are gonna win this one i don't know because they're both just so so (laughs) like part of me is like okay don't be a homer Ah, Giants are gonna win. Okay, I'm being <laughs> right. Like, just it seems really weird to pick against a home team that has 13 wins yeah. in the first round against a nine-win road team. But the Giants almost beat them earlier in Minnesota, and I just feel like it. One one of these days, Minnesota's luck is gonna run out, yeah. and if it's not against the Giants, it will be against the Niners. Yeah, I think the Vikings will win this week, and then. That'll be it. Yeah. Just so I'm different from you one score. on one pick here, I'll just pick the Giants for for pod sake. Yep. On a last minute missed field goal by the Vikings, who finally don't have the magic. Right. <laughs> the Sunday night game is not interesting with Lamar Jackson hurt, mm. in my opinion. Baltimore at Cincinnati. I'll take the Bengals. I think I don't think that safe, really takes yeah. much thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Baltimore's tough. They're well coached. You know, they're not going to like show up and roll over but they just don't have the horses on offense no not to keep up yep Mm -hmm. and then monday night oh gosh the all tykler bowl oh my gosh (laughs) i don't time out yeah the monday night broadcast deserves a little mia culpa because they did unbelievable job with the whole situation with demar hamlin very true very true and you are spared this game being with chris collinsworth Thank you. Thank you, football. Dallas, Dak at Brady, the Tykler Bowl. (laughs) Brady's getting two and a half points, 12 and five Dallas at the eight and nine bucks. On principle, I am not picking a sub 500 team to win a playoff game, and I will maintain that to my dying day. Yeah. The knowing that they're even there. I wish there was something we could do about this. Because a better team is. Sitting there watching at home the Detroit Lions yep. while they win a crappy division with a mediocre season and get to host a game. At the very least, they should not be hosting a game. How dare you disrespect the GOAT? He did mm-hmm. everything he could to get into the playoffs because he's the GOAT. And you don't I'm gonna tell you right now, he had an goat. amazing game two weeks ago, and he's yeah. not been the usual Tom Brady we've seen. And Dak is a mess this season. Yes, he is. 
So I got no idea how to actually pick the matchup there, but I'm going to take Dallas on the strength of their defense. Yeah. Although the Tampa D has gotten healthy finally, mm-hmm. which is pretty good when it's healthy. But I think Dallas is just better. And I hate Dallas, but they're a 12-win team going to an 8-win team. That just seems wrong to me, yeah. and I hope they win because I just think it would be just. Cowboy fans are worried, rightfully, finally, you know, taking the rose-colored glasses off about uh, – about Dak, uh, to be honest, they're they're starting to realize hmm, maybe Dak is not going to be the guy. He still has great production and long stretches of really good he, production. He does. But he makes a lot of crazy dumb throws late. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that this year, like overtime pick six, that kind of stuff. They had so a chance. Like, What's going on? They had a chance to win the division and get the number one seed and laid an absolute egg against Washington with that on the line. Yeah, so. and not not a great team. Nope. So, all right. Well, that's our picks. At some point, we'll do something with the league's coaching vacancies, I think. But I'd rather focus on the playoffs for now. I think there's still another few days where we might have things shake loose with the coaching, too. One last thought. Are the Bears going to make any big coaching changes? And I don't mean Eberflus. No, I don't think so. Is Alan Williams back? I think so. It's hard to evaluate him fairly with what he had to work with. I take. agree, but I think they're going to can the wide receiver coach. Mm. That would make at sense. At the very least, it doesn't <laughs> seem like he was able to get Claypool to understand a thing. Yeah. Um, oh, and maybe maybe somebody else is a fall guy. Like, there's usually a fall guy, a D-line coach. I'm not saying it would even be fair. It wouldn't surprise me to see a couple position, position coaches get the axe. Yeah. But I wanted to end on Bears. Bears! All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy playoff football. Enjoy the crazy off season of resources that the Bears have. And you know where to find us at barely underscore on Twitter. And we will see you next week to talk about what happened in the playoffs and whatever news is going on with the Bears. Packers lose. All right. Lord, it's a miracle. We're on a mission from God. I love the bears.